with three northern men, um, especially from where we're from. Like people don't talk about mental health, especially up north. You know, it's a really big part of our work. And it's not just the fact that we're trying to promote awareness and it, it runs through our work just because that's the people we are. Hello and welcome to the Now Then podcast. Today we talk to Tom Harrison from the independent creative trio Crowns and Owls. In this conversation, we discuss the impact of social media, reinventing your image, and being a signed director. Now then, Tom, uh, how would you just how would you describe Crowns and Owls? I guess it's um it's a hard one because obviously the industry is trying to put you in a label you as a photographer or a director or an art director or whatever you are a DP or but like we kind of didn't want to be labeled we just want to be seen as people that come up with good ideas and execute things in a way that hopefully people recognize as our work what came first your photography or your film are you kind of I know you're doing a lot of stills these days mm. um the the film came first always li- driven by film um, the stills actually came around when we were shooting a lot of film, a uh, load of commercial film work, and there was always a photographer they would have hired to come and shoot the kind of campaign imagery or the catalogue imagery or whatever beside us. And, you know, back then we were lighting everything and shooting DPing everything ourselves as well. So <clears throat> they'd literally come in, shoot in our lighting, walk out and you're like oh fuck they just walked in and just shot our set you know yeah, um that'll probably mean um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boys. No, but you, you get what i mean i mean we were like on a business level we didn't start shooting photography on a business level we've always shot photographs since we were kids you know we grew up skateboarding together and we've always been shooting photographs we just never used it as like a commercial kind of on a commercial level our photography skills because we were more interested in film and then we kind of got into photography just more just because we were like, can I say fuck on here? Of course you can. I was like, you know, fuck, fuck letting someone else jump on our sets. We, we've lit it. All we have to do is shoot it, you know? So, but then from there, we, our passion for photography in, uh, and our style is, is, is really grown and, uh, we really enjoy it. It's like, it's like 50, 50 of our kind of output now, I guess, film, film and photography. And because I was talking to Craig and saying like, you know, you guys do have this like distinctive, recognizable style, I'd th- I think, but it hasn't always been like that, has it? Like there was the point where you guys kind of scrapped everything and almost started from scratch, that started, yeah, from scratch. Mm. Um, and it's just interesting. I just kind of, how did you kind of achieve that? Or what was the, the thought process behind it? Like, right, okay, this is not what we want to be doing. Well, we got kind of... Um kind of um, pigeonholed into an aesthetic that wasn't really like what we wanted to be doing. Um, Working with brands that we didn't really respect that much and really like or admire the brand in any way. And how long ago was this, roughly? So it's quite four years ago. Four years ago, yeah. And um, we, we, um, we decided to pull out of some big contracts Um. And, and literally wipe our reel, uh, but make a short film to launch our own new reel, if that our new kind of vision, our new kind of message, which was a film we made called Within. And that was kind of an amalgamation of all three of our mental health issues and kind of 
the kind of brief to ourselves we we didn't actually physically do the voiceover but we wrote it and there is amalgamation of our maybe what the first things we would have said to our therapist when we when we first started therapy and it was like a joint it's quite hard to explain but if you can imagine i was talking about let's say a very specific type of anxiety and so it was almost like a stream of consciousness that we created this voiceover and then we created these visuals for it um and kodak sponsored it and we did a premiere we made a book and we donated the film to mind charity Hmm. and they used it at their kind of like events um yeah so it was a really lovely launch and it was something that really brought us together as a as a trio because it's such a personal project but um yeah and it did some good you know we had some emails from people and just one email like it wasn't just one but just having one email or one message on instagram saying like wow this is how i've never this is how i feel i need to get therapy or this is do you know what i mean that's mm. fucking job done right yeah. mm. i do feel like it was probably the most vulnerable i'd seen you guys you know from not having those conversations before and then seeing this and then understanding that it was all three you putting it into one film mm. from the writing i was just like okay yeah, it was tricky because obviously everyone's mental health issues are different. So we had to try and find some sort of middle ground um, for the for the dialogue and for the kind of overall message of the film. But um, yeah, no, we're, we're super proud of that film. Um, yeah, hopefully it helped someone. Yeah. Well, I feel like I feel like it didn't really stop there. I feel like mental health kind of plays a, plays a part in, in a lot of you guys' work, you know, it, it, the recent thing with Nemesis, you know, it's definitely got an attachment to, to those last two music videos that I saw. Um, how important is it for you um, and the rest of you guys to kind of keep, you know, keep peppering, you know, kind of keep keep that involvement with mental health within your work or well, I mean, keep talking about it? You know. Because obviously it seems quite, you know, quite important to you. Yeah, I mean, we, we it's something we just want to, spread awareness as much as possible you know we're three northern men um especially from where we're from like people don't talk about mental health especially up north men you know suicide rates are crazy yeah um you know it's a really big part of our work and it's not just the fact that we're trying to promote um awareness and etc it it runs through our work just because that's the people we are do you know what i mean and the ideas and the aesthetic and the kind of the scale and the loneliness of our work sometimes and and how kind of i don't know it's quite you know almost kind of feeling you know these big sets with very small characters in them and and feeling kind of surrounded by things and darkness and a lot of it does come through just just naturally in the way we think i think like just because that's how our minds work i guess um you know what i wanted to chat to you about actually is um is representation Mm -hmm. Um, because i know that currently you guys are kind of represented by yourself and that seems to be working really well for you um and you've had a few different relationships with you know different production companies and you know possibly even conversations now but in terms of like the current landscape i guess especially as a as a trio how's that treating you to be you know independent that was um quite a big decision as you can imagine Mm. Um, you know, we, we moved to London about seven and a half years ago, um, because we, we, we got signed, um, and we were here too much and it just made sense to come here. Um, and then 
that that ended and we moved to Iconoclast, which, you know, Iconoclast is a crazy name, you know, big, big film production company. Um, and we were like, right, this is it, you know. That wasn't the case. <laughs> you know, I don't want to talk bad on anyone, do you know what I mean? Because everyone was just doing their jobs and, you know, there's so many people around, they can't look after yeah, everyone, yeah. you know. But we um, we had a huge, we had a big client and we took it to there, you know. And that was like probably 80% of the work we were doing. And the other 20 was personal projects. And, you know, growing, <clears throat> as you get older in this industry, you realize like, and, you know, I don't want to talk about money too much, but, you know, as you get older and you, and you start to understand how this industry works and where all the money goes and markup and super profit and all this stuff that people make, um, especially on the jobs that you're bringing in, mm. it's just, it just felt a little bit like, and they weren't bringing as much work at all. Yeah. I think, you know, I think we signed to Iconoclast UK hoping that we would get more representation in France and stuff like that and, and jobs would come in from different different areas but um, that wasn't really the case I think they were trying to build UK up as a UK thing you know Yeah. and we, we joined quite early on and as you know when you join a production company early on they're doing the graph work to get their work yeah, as well yeah, do you know what I mean yeah, yeah. So, it's a tricky one I feel like that's a conversation that a lot of directors are having oh, oh I've had I mean Ozzy you know you were with Partisan and which which you know I think for some time it can be great and like you know everything kind of changes shape and you can you kind of mould to fit the production company and vice versa but you know sometimes you know you can kind of get that feeling where you know you kind of want to do your own thing um but i think that's a conversation for a lot of directors at the minute is trying to find you know what suits them the yeah most, trying to find what I suits guess, them yeah um i feel like i'm always kind of drawn to being wanting to be part of a, a bigger thing or a family yeah rather than being on my own because like it can be like you were saying it can be like a, such a lonely thing Especially as like a, just a solo director. I don't know how it is with like with you guys sometimes, but you all live different places. Um, but I guess it's you. You do have your support of all of three of you. Yeah, but that that's kind of bringing it back to like me and going. If I if I sound like I'm talking about money, but <clears throat> there's three of us. Yeah, there ain't one of us. Let's just try it on our own and see what happens. And everyone was like, mm, I wouldn't because the agencies aren't going to trust you know just a, uh, you know without that kind of name behind you and we were like well you know we're willing to take that risk and that to be honest when we quit iconoclast is when we changed our showreel and started again so literally like it was a real jump into the into the unknown really do you yeah. know what i mean yeah um and it took us a while to build it up and you know and then um we just we're just trying to it's all about contacts man and finding friends within the industry and like people putting you on. And then, you know, now we work with some of the biggest agencies in the world, like Wyden and Kennedy come direct, you know what I mean? And that's, yeah. that means that it's working. I, mm. I'm sure a few a, a, a production, a few um, agencies are still a bit wary of it, but I think more and more people are going to do it, especially for us as three of us, like I keep saying, we kind of needed to hear to be able to financially support ourselves Yeah, without signing like, contracts with certain brands and you know retainers and stuff and working on stuff you don't want to work on do you know what I mean mm. yeah so but and another thing is about being signed is I don't know if you guys felt this 
well, probably look talking to you, Ozzy, a bit more, but like... Yeah, because I've never really been signed. <laughs> no, but that's... I, I've wanted to be, but no one's wanted me. Cry me a fucking river. <laughs> um, you're doing all right, mate. Um, I felt sometimes there was almost like an urgency from from uh, production companies when they got you pitching for a while they'll just throw something fucking random your way and then do you know what you feel bad you feel like you're like oh, I don't know about that and they're like well this this could be good for you because it'll get you in with this person and then something I'm just like you're, you're full of shit well, I why, am I, why would I do a fucking Black & Decker commercial now after doing do you know what I mean it's just like give me it instead yeah, <laughs> give me it all. but yeah I know what you mean because, but then it's for me I don't know I was in a really weird position where it was like if a script came in I, I don't think I'd ever I'd ever really turned anything down which may, might have been my downfall and not kind of focused on a certain way I just was like well I can for me I was I felt like I could do any scripts that got put in front of me mm. and I was like I can do a job of this like I didn't really think about how it would shape what would be sent after that yeah I, yeah, just, yeah. I was just like yeah I'll do that no, um, yeah, it can change your whole career. It can change you. Yeah, it can change everything. Really. But I think that's where it comes in with a production company. The help is then if you're unaware of that, they can help you shape that. Mm. If they understand you, but, but, if, they the but if, if they, they don't, don't then you, you're just a cash cow. Then they're just throwing thing, random things at you. But then it's about communication on both sides. I, I also 100%. think it's about scale. I think it's I think it's about scale of like where you are in your career as a director. Um, if you're just trying to find your voice and what, and if you're just coming in then why not be you know play with everything and see what takes you fancy do you know what I mean I think that's important no, that's, but that's, you that's guys like you said if you guys have had a complete reset and you, you've totally figured out what your voice is and which direction you want to go then of course you know yeah yeah no it, you know everyone's just trying to do their jobs at the end of the day there's yeah. no it's not like no one's angry at anyone you know it's just it is I'm angry at you that's fair enough <laughs> But it's, it, you know, it's, it comes down to like, you know, the, the people, people only see what you put on screen, don't they? Do you know what I mean? Like, <clears throat> they don't realize you've been in conversation for two months before you even stepped on set mm. and you've, you've done eight amends to the treatment and your production team's gone through all the budgets before you've even won the job. Do you know what I mean? And then, then you win the job and you, you know, you're on set for one day. And then you're editing for two weeks, and then you, you grade it, and then you wait for SF, you wait for SFX. And there's three of us. That's three months' work. Yeah, 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 yeah. Completely. But, uh, and then it's like so you've, got, it so you've got to like the bloody job you're doing. Yeah, yeah. How does it work with you guys in terms of of that? Is it kind of like a, a kind of like splitting up the creative? I guess. Well, I mean, listen, we're not doing one. We we well, you know, if we're busy, we're not just doing one job at a time. Do you mm. know what I mean? And, that we're lucky that we have a few more heads so if there is more going on someone can kind of front one job while someone else fronts the other you know uh, yeah. but we all do make the decisions together so yeah. it still is a like you know it's a collaborative everyone comes together figures it all out but yeah because you've all got to be on the same wavelength and you must have discovered that early on working together three because there must have been a decision where it's like oh yeah, it's going to be us three now yeah I mean it's funny, you, you, the only way of comparing a, this collective is just to a band, do you know what I mean? And, and you have to know what instrument you're playing and 
you know, it doesn't, it doesn't yeah. mean it, it, it's not, we're not talking about a band with a front lead singer here. We're talking about a band where everyone, you know, everyone, all the groupies are liking everyone. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but you, yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Can I be in your band? <laughs> now we're roadies, mate. We're, yeah, we're, we're roadies. I'm really, I'm you know really what I mean, though. Playing, mate. You know what I mean by that, though. Like, it's not like a band where you've got the lead singer and no one gives a fuck about the rest of them. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? It's like, but you know your role and you know what you bring and you know what you're good at. So that's how it's it, we've stayed together. I think because yeah. you know a lot of <clears> bands break up. It's not, it, you know, it's not it, it, that, you know, it's not, it's not hard, but it's not easy at the same time. No, There's no. three heads, yeah. but we are 90% of the time thinking of the same ideas. And if usually if we go away with a music video treatment, we'll come back with very, very similar ideas. And then we just work on which one we think is best and we flesh it out together. Yeah. So it's quite a nice process really. But yeah, it is, it is, it is compare it to a band. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I find it so tough. I, you know, I've never done it. I've never like shared a creative, but I guess it's like when you're working with creatives on a, on a commercial thing. Yeah. You're kind of collaborating with them, aren't you? Yeah. For an idea. Actually, it's funny because me, a friend who doesn't know me and Tom got, got to the gym together and we run there a lot, <laughs> don't we, Tom? We try, yeah. Yeah, we have a good chat. And you're always talking about new ideas, new approaches, new ways of throwing a camera around and like, you know, attaching it to rigs. Don't um, tell them my secret. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's funny. I've had to stop sharing in my ideas now because it steals all mine. But that seems to be really important to you guys as a trio and uh, I guess making work. And like I say, I always feel like when, you, when I'm watching your new work, how important is it for you guys to be finding new ways of shooting stories and and different ideas well the newest the newest the last three projects we just did are, are just one shots and that was almost just um one because the artist the musician we're working with for the videos was like our music and our lyrics is so powerful that we felt like we shouldn't cut and we should just leave the camera on her hmm. and try and create an emotion and try and make people slow the fuck down for a minute and stop flicking through Instagram at 100 mile an hour. And that's what the music videos look like now. It's, it's literally just scrolling through Instagram. And, you know, you know, I, I see some directors like, oh, I've done 15 setups in this music video and the song's only two and a half minutes. And, and I'm just a bit like, well, yeah, but it's just like, that's an achievement for sure. And I'm sure it looks good, but like, why? Do you know what I mean? And it's just manic because that's what the world is ingesting now your TikToks and just flicking and everything's just quick mm. and it was almost like a a way of just saying let's all slow down a little bit and if you can watch this and listen to the lyrics and maybe feel something then maybe that's just as powerful as the crazy cutty cutty transitiony transitiony stuff which you know we've we've done too mm. And I'm not saying I don't like that stuff. We were just trying to see what it would be like to do something completely the opposite. Mm. And how do you kind of go about... No, sorry, am I stealing your No, no. <laughs> Stealing your thunder. <laughs> Questions, eh? Was it? How do you go about, like, managing these artists? That's... Um, a lot of them come from um, word of mouth through people we know. Yeah. The, the artists we work with 
usually don't come through labels. Yeah. They usually come through connections and personal relationships with people, um, which, which we feel is the most natural way of doing it, you know? Mm. Um, yeah. Our slow tie relationship came through a friend, Dan, who, um, who told slow tie about us. And then we shot his, we came up with the idea of his first album cover. And then, and then we just, from then on, we've just shot everything for him. You know, it's, it yeah, is, yeah, it is, yeah. it is literally as it simple as like you get on with someone and they like your work and then you carry on working with them. And then they, they work with other people and collaborate on songs with other people. And they say to them, you should work with these guys. And, and that's kind of how it works. And then sometimes majors getting, in touch, you know, but we're very careful, not careful, but we're very selective of which artists will work with through the kind of major label, like, you know, a lot of people working there and a lot of people to please and yeah, kind yeah. of jumping through a few more hoops and that. But usually we've only done a few of those. Yeah. How do you feel about social media and putting your work out there? Because we were saying, we were even chatting about it previously, um, just about, yeah. like, you, you hate it. You know you? what? Yeah, I hate it. It's, I absolutely hate it. I, I don't know why, actually. I just, I'm very aware of it. I'm very aware of putting work out. Yeah. Um, we chat about it a lot, actually. I know. Um, what's the question I'm trying to say? Well, I guess it's... How does it make you feel putting well, work yeah, out? Well, yeah, I mean, it, I... Or a social presence. Yeah, it's the eyes on it that yeah, gets me. Yeah, you know, and then, you know, a lot of people say now, I can't remember who said this to me, they were like, but, you know, they were like, your, your Instagram's your website. Yeah. Yeah. No, no it is. And, mean, and you know what? It's your tone of voice, but also it's a tricky one because, like, how can you judge someone on a... <laughs> You know, how can you, you can't get a perspective of people through, you know, through an Instagram presence, you know. But we, but we do, we judge as well, don't yeah, we? Oh, guess, yeah. From people. You judge a DP. Yeah. Yeah. You judge a colorist. Yeah. For me, I, I can put, I hate it. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't look at my work or all our work after it comes out. I haven't watched any of those music videos again that we released. I watch mine every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean so, you so when you've put a cap on it, you're like, sweet, let's uh, let's move on. Well, well, yes and no. There's almost like um, a block that I feel that I don't even want to know how it's doing. Yeah. Or I don't want to know if anyone likes it or they don't like it. Just, I don't know. I don't, because I'm so, I think, I think there's a bit of imposter syndrome, I think, that comes with this job. The validation thing of Instagram is so scary. And, and, and what people take from Instagram and how it can shift your mood, yeah. where, where you are, how you feel in that, in, in that moment can literally can flip upside down if you post something and it doesn't get any comments or any love from your friends or whatever, you know. But, but at the same time, it's one of the best platforms you've got to advertise yourself. So it's, it's such a. Oh, yeah, you've got to, you've got to pop it out there. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think. You know, I guess you never know what eyes are going to be on it. You know, it only takes like a, you know, someone to connect with your work. To, and, and that's all I need, actually. I just need my mum to call me and say, Craig, I like that. And that's my favorite one yet. And I'm like, winner. That is enough for me. And to be fair, actually, the only people I care about seeing my work is you lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I value, you know, value your guys' opinions probably a lot more than anyone else's. Yeah. You know, so be honest, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 not even like I think I think as artists, like 
we should all be putting work out and, and hoping that people either love it or hate it. And if it's yeah. in the middle, then it's shit. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because at least you're creating some some sort of emotion. Yeah. Yeah. And some 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 art that you hate, you actually learn to love it, and you're like, oh, I can see it now because it because it lasts. You remember it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, the whole the whole Instagram thing, I think it's just like we just have to use it for what it is. Um, we have to remember like, cause people are like, Oh, we, it's free. You know, it's a free platform, but it isn't really a free platform. They use your algorithms. They use your search and use, they use your searches to know what you're into. They advertise at you exactly what you're going to want. If you want a new sofa, you'll have 50 million sofa commercials on it. You know, they get, they make money off you. Do you know what I mean? It is not free. They, they, they're taking a lot off you. Yeah. Yeah. I also and, bought a Nutribullet the other day. <laughs> off Instagram. <laughs> Oh, that smoothies look good. <laughs> and some scales. But that's some the scales, thing, man. Yeah. I think as well, Stop like, it, <laughs> it's just trying to, it's just trying to figure out how to use it in a healthy way. And also just being as confident in what you like as possible and not really care what anyone else thinks, yeah. which is really, really difficult in this day and age. Yeah. Honest work, I think, always speaks. Yeah, yeah. Have you, um, we, we were chatting earlier about like, um, best moments and worst moments or like memorable moments just to almost have a, like a little bit of more of a personal insight on set do you have any like key worst moments for you worse in your in your career yeah so far mm. I feel like you told me about one but I don't know if you can say that one there's a lot because <laughs> <laughs> when you started out I felt like you guys just were getting shafted <laughs> One of the worst moments of our career is the fact that we made Alt J's first video and it got shelved. Yeah. And we shot, um, we shot in the North Sea in February in, in wetsuits with underwater kit and blah, blah, blah with the Alexa. And we went to, we went to town on that video and we actually never really got a reason why it didn't come out. We had some, it wasn't, it wasn't the fact they didn't like it. It was just, it just went quiet. And I, I don't know. But anyway, regardless of the politics of it all, that was probably one of the worst moments when <laughs> I was, I was camera hopping in the, in the sea and we had the, the camera on a, on like a boy, like on a, like a ring. And, um, I was shooting the scene of this guy swimming and I was pedaling, you know, I had my flippers on. I was going, going with him as he was swimming. And then like, it was quite choppy and fucking freezing. It was gray. It's February in the North Sea. We're in Scarborough. <laughs> and he, and he stopped and he put his arms on the ring with me to get a bit of, catch his breath or whatever. And he started, he started gipping. He was like, <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Like, no, no, no. Is that floating on my and, and then and it was it was choppy as well. So the waves were like, you know, if you've got a big thing like a camera rig in front of you, it splashes in and he just threw up in the sea right next to me and he was just chopping and just splashing, <laughs> splashing against me in the camera. And I, that was probably like one of the worst experiences, which is like an experience that's actually quite funny and not like a story. <laughs> Doing that right and then <laughs> Then the video being scrapped. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, mate. Honestly, that video was. <laughs> we 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 were so we were so young when we did that. Like we were just like, 
running and gunning, man. We were just like going for it. Yeah. No, you no. wouldn't, wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Well, thank you so much for coming down. That's yeah. been uh, that's, that's been a real interesting chat. It has to say rather than just uh, sitting at the pub and chatting. It's yeah, good to- actually, I do love that too. Um, but yeah, thanks for coming down, man. And uh, I'll see you later. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> see you later. <laughs>